Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that makes me the man of at least five voices, Mike. And we are in-house tonight. We're actually recording in the same room, which is going to be really weird. Yeah. And it may affect the sound a little, but you've come to get used to our high-end audio quality, I'm sure. Truth. So, you know, deal <laughs> with it. If you're still listening to us at this point, obviously you're not an audiophile. <laughs> <laughs> we are on the... We are on the cusp of getting some new equipment, but, you know, there's real life that always comes in. So, man, recently my trash pickup changed because we had this trash company that wasn't doing their jobs. Hmm. And, like, they weren't picking them up. Like, sometimes, like, twice a month this would happen. That's... that's they would be like Great. days late it was horrible so um they the our landlord uh got a new trash pickup company and instead of coming out on uh friday mornings like they used to they now come out on monday mornings um there is a merchandiser that comes around and they used to come out, and they would appear Friday afternoon after the trash had been picked up. Hmm. And now they come in on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me that, like... Uh, Two things that you would think seemingly have no correlation to each other. Like, the trash service and the merchandiser. Well, and that's the thing. They're kind, it's kind of stalkerish, isn't it? Yeah, a little it's, bit. It's like, oh, hey, uh, hey how's it going? I, I happen to notice that your trash day changed, so instead of dropping them off on Friday... We thought we'd start dropping him off on Tuesday. I hope that's okay. I, I don't. I hope I'm not being too forward. <laughs> I hope that's yeah. Like, cause then I have the whole day before to pick through your trash. <laughs> Whereas before, I only maybe had a couple of hours to do it. Now I'll have like an entire day. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> great. So yeah, uh, that is some. I don't know what to call that really. Like, like, is that aggressive? Is that... That is just one of the strangest coincidences I think you'll find. Oh, I don't think it's a coincidence I don't know. I feel, like it, I feel like it has to be. How is it a coincidence? It's too, it's too obvious. <laughs> they sent... I mean, we're talking... I've lived here for 15 years, and this is the first time we had a new trash pickup date, and it... It just so happens that they changed the drop-off date on the newspapers. I would say if it happened a third time, or a second time, rather. And that's a th yeah, it would be a second time. What am I saying? That then I would probably be suspicious. But right now, it feels more coincidental to me. <laughs> I think you're being obstinate on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't, you know... What, what kind of podcast would this well, be? Well, I mean, our friendship has been... Contentious? Yes, yeah. <laughs> of course it has. Sitting here with my fingers wrapped together like I'm Mr. Burns. Hello. You do have a Mr. Burns thing going on, uh, I gotta with say. With my head? No, just with the... The hands, okay. Yeah, with the hands, for certain. With the liver spots on my forehead. 
I'm starting to get liver spots on my hands, and I just noticed it because it's like a family thing mm-hmm. to get them. And I was like, oh my god, I'm getting so old. I'm starting to get liver spots. And my son, of course, relishes anything with me being old. Of course. And takes the opportunity to, to you know, throw it back at me. So he's delighted that I'm starting to get liver spots. Well, he will have his comeuppance in 20-some years. And then I'll be like, ha-ha, old fucker. And he'll be like, yeah, yeah, you're on a walker. And then he'll kick you out, kick the walker out from under you. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I'm so sorry, Dad. I'm like, oh, God, oh, Dad, I broke my hip. Oh, that was a bad fall. <laughs> I think I broke my hip. <laughs> Somebody please help me up. My son is so mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I get the merchandiser. Of course, we left it, They, you know, we left it, we just forgot about it, and then it rained for 700 hours, mm-hmm. and, I mean, it was just a, st- a steady downpour for at least 12 hours, if not... 16 hours. I would say it was probably closer to 16 for certain yeah. that it was just yeah. raining. Yeah. And raining and raining and raining and raining. <laughs> so by the time we went to pick up the merchandiser, it was it was just completely so. You just put it in the trash can. Of course. It is a convenience that way. Yeah. Is that every time that they deliver, you have an empty trash can. Yeah. So you can very easily take and throw it in the empty trash can then. Yeah, just toss it in the recycling bin. The bad thing is is that the merchandiser, and I know this from personal experience, has a tendency when it's not in the bag to permanently adhere itself to the bottom of your trash can or recycling bin. Yes. So when you go to throw it out, if it's, if it, like you threw it in there and it was wet and you happen to have an unseasonably warm or just because it's summertime, warm week, that that thing will be pasted permanently to the bottom of your recycling bin. Yep. I have noticed that. Yeah. That's that's one of those, like, I don't know, like one of those tricks of nature. <laughs> I but, think it's kind of like a natural paper mache. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's really interesting because you know how, like, wasps make their nests mm-hmm. in a paper mache like fashion um i don't know what the fuck they how they produce it i just know they chew shit up and then spit it out yeah it's something like, to have to do with their saliva you see if they just grabbed a merchandiser they would have less less work to do right in fact just let it out in the rain and then use all your waspy strength to go down there and pick bits of it off and just and you know you could make yourself a beautiful hive uh if you were actually able to blow up a balloon you could make yourself a nice round hive and then put rooms inside of it. Yeah. If your wasp arts and crafts, uh, you know, itch happened to uh, to need to be satisfied at that particular moment. <laughs> do, do you make wind chimes by chance? I, I do not. Okay. I ask because, and this is tangential to what we were just talking about, there uh, somehow a wasp or a, sea, a group of wasps made a nest in the tubes of my wind chime. Yeah, I've seen them do that. They're a particular type of wasp. My dad looked it up. They're generally harmless. Like wind chime wasps, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because I've got this wind chime. It's probably like you could put a Bic pen in the center of it and, 
you know, so it's just a little bit bigger than a big pen, each one of them. And they're like different colored pieces of metal. And, um, like, we noticed something fall out of it, the bottom of one. And we're like, what the fuck is that? And it's like this little bundle of, like, twigs or like 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 dead grass mm-hmm. mix and I thought I saw some grubs in there too so or like eggs or something it was something white it could have been some piece of trash like a paper towel that they had grabbed it was too. wasp jizz it was wasp jizz okay. yeah mm-hmm. and and so I sprayed the whole damn thing with raid and uh, now I'm, I'm going to toss it. I just haven't gotten around to doing it. And I, the reason I'm going to toss it is not because it can't be cleaned, but because it's starting to wear and one of the ta- the tines broke off um, of its own accord. <laughs> it just fell one day. <laughs> I think they were harvesting I thought the you broke it. I was going to accuse you. Yeah, I smashed it with a hammer. I was so frustrated. Frustrated? Frustrated. Frustrated. I am I'm going to frustrate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that's funny that you brought up those wasps because I just uh, had a uh, a run in with those very things I didn't spray ours because they were outside and I was just like oh that's I just noticed them going up inside there didn't think I'd ever end up talking about them again <laughs> sounded like you got a little choked up there <clears throat> I did I just thinking about those wasps Thinking are, about the fate of the ones that you had just made me, yeah. made in, me. Uh, they're nature's most aggressive asshole miracle. That's that's true. They're very much like uh, ticks. I often wonder what do they bring to the uh, to the table in regards to useful skills or. Or, or whatnot. I mean, like, ticks literally are only put on this earth to make people and animals sick. Well, possums eat them, and they're immune to them. Hmm. I know chickens eat them, too. Yeah, I don't know about chickens being immune to them. Though. I have no idea if they're immune to them, but I know they love chowing down on some ticks, because yeah. that's why I love having chickens around. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um... Possums are immune to them, huh? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Possums also... No, maybe they're not immune to them, but they are immune to... They're immune to rabies. That's what they're immune to. Oh. So you could get rabies from them, though. Speaking of possums... um, No, I don't believe you can. Hmm. Speaking of possums... um, Another tangent. (laughs) Uh, I read a story recently about... Some researchers or something found a way to store a mouse's brain in a bell jar with electrodes connected to it and mm-hmm. keep it alive, right? And then there are Bluetooth receptors in that little bell jar apparatus that they made. And there are receivers or senders or whatever the hell they are, sender receivers, whatever the fuck the technology is, in this little robot that has all these LED like cameras on it and um, basically just transmits data back to the mouse brain and then the mouse runs around the fucking room on these robot wheels. Mm-hmm. I and, did. I saw it. Um, they said that they, because a mouse brain can be kept alive for about six months before it starts to deteriorate to the point where it just isn't useful anymore, which is 
a very cold and stark way of looking yeah. at things. <laughs> Makes it sound rather sad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that they had used three different mouse brains and each one acted differently. Yeah. Which is the most mind-blowing part. So it's not just you know, reacting to random impulses, there's there's some sort of will there, you know, there's there's some some sort of instinct taking place. I'm not mistaken, the time that I was watching the video on it, the uh mouse brain was making the thing constantly run underneath of stuff and avoiding like being out in the open and things like that. The one that I saw. Yeah. And I was like, that's so fucking trippy. It's so It was weird. running along the wall, too. Yeah. That was the other thing I found really interesting. Like, a robot would probably center, center up a, a, a any given area to minimize, you know, hazards or, or obstacles. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's You just, would think, like a Roomba or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. it has a set path. This thing is, like, waving all over the place like a mouse, as if it were sniffing. But there's no olfactory sense at all. And then what it makes me think of is, like, it's like body horror. It's like a fucking Black Mirror episode. It reminds me of that one scene from RoboCop 2 where um, OCP, I think, is uh, Omnicorp, whatever the hell they are, is is rolling out this new line of robots to replace the Ed uh, 409 mm-hmm. because the Ed 409 <laughs> fucked up massively in the field, and um, they're trying to emulate the RoboCop program, so they're taking the brains of of various cops that died in the line of duty and <laughs> like they unveil the first one that comes out and it's these like light these flashing like lights on the top of its head go off and it pulls this gun out and it starts shooting all the scientists and then it shoots itself and then there's a second one that comes out and he he looks more like robocop like he's got like a helmet on but it's covering his whole face and he he looks around and then takes his hands and puts them on his head and pulls the helmet off of his skull and all that's left is a bloody skull. (laughs) (laughs) This is so fucked up. Like, it messed me up as a kid to watch that. But I loved it. And that's what I feel like if you woke up in that state, you'd be freaking the fuck out. Oh, yeah. You'd be like, I'm going to take this little robot motherfucker. I'm going to build a goddamn uh, Rube Goldberg device to smash my brain with a with a uh, a bowling ball because this sucks. I'm in panic. Full-on panic. Except, yeah, and that's the thing. It wouldn't be like taking your consciousness and placing it in a machine brain. You would still be in your brain, which means you're producing all those hormones. So you would feel panic, terror, fear, sadness, confusion... You would not be, like, free of humanity. You would not be... A, you'd just be a remote control, basically. A paperweight with a remote control. So essentially it. what they did to these mice. It's exactly what they did to these mice. So, yeah, it is... It was It was creepy. It, I mean, that part definitely got to me. Yeah. To the point that I was just... That I only watched it once because I was like, I don't know that I... I don't know that I should watch this again because I'll probably have nightmares about yeah. being a brain... And I might now, we discussed it for, you know, 10 minutes, <laughs> being a brain fucking controlling a, uh, a robot. 
Yeah, and um, making making the RoboCop uh, <laughs> connection there too. Also, now you made me want to watch it. Oh, what, what a great fucking set of movies! Well, the first two, the first two RoboCop movies are great, but the third one, ugh. the third one was on just the other day, and really? I started. I watched some of it. It's I think it's so bad that it has to be considered to be kind of. Is there a part kind where he good. flies? I don't remember. I didn't watch the whole thing. I thought it was either that or there was a cartoon show about him that in which um he, like 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 he had like this jetpack. I was gonna say you're thinking of Inspector Gadget here. No, no. <laughs> but there was a He had a helicopter cartoon. that came out the top of his head and he had handlebars that came out and then he would fly places <laughs> like Inspector Gadget. You know, it's funny we're talking about the Robocop thing. Uh I went to one of my first uh real sleepovers when I was in uh grade school and that this kid's house he had the brilliant idea to put RoboCop on as the movie. It freaked me out so bad, <laughs> especially the part where obviously where they're bringing the guy, the officer in after he's been shot to pieces. Oh yeah, you know they're doing all stuff to him. It freaked me out so bad that I literally didn't sleep that night. Yeah, I can believe it. That's an intense movie for a kid to watch. How yeah. old were you? Uh, I would put myself in fifth grade. Okay, so about nine or ten. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me. I I didn't get scared by that one. The one that that scared me was Fire in the Sky. When we were teenagers, did you ever see that movie? Mm-hmm. No. Um, I thought you were gonna say Michael Jackson Thriller, and I'm like, I know that scared a lot of people. Oh yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, and he looked up with his eyes. Yeah. Oh, he's like, he goes, go away. Yeah, dude. We I were also scared because it. we knew that there was something about him, but we couldn't quite put our finger on it. <laughs> <laughs> but Fire in the Sky. No, I've never I've never seen that movie. Yeah, uh, I recommend it. It's got um <laughs> it's 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 about these it's based on, apparently on a true story. And it takes place somewhere in I think the Midwest, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but it's about these loggers, and they're out working in the woods, and sort of, you know, you get a feel for, like, the tensions between certain people and all that, and you get an idea who the characters are. And then they're driving home. It's a late night. They've been at it all day, and they're exhausted. And they see this big thing in the sky... And it's like a fire in the sky. And they they stop, and one of the characters, played by D.B. Sweeney, gets out and runs up to look at it. And this beam of light comes down and, and pulls them up into the sky. Hmm. And they freak the fuck out, and they just take off. And they come to this bar, and they tell their story. And then <laughs> the next... The whole second act is basically about this... Um, hard-nosed detective who comes into town to investigate this and you know he's asking all these questions and talking to all these people because in his mind this is an open shut case of murder and um, you know hiding the body mm-hmm. you know they had a search party that went for three days all this stuff and again this is you know supposed to be based on true events um, one night there's a phone call and they're getting pranked the family's getting pranked all the time because they're on the news and everyone's like 
it's the aliens, you know what I mean? Like, like making them out to be freaks, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Um, as the media is wont to do. And uh, then they get this phone call, and they immediately know it's him. And so they go, and then they find him. And he's completely naked. He's totally dehydrated. His eyes are sunken, and he's got all these like weird marks on his face and shit. Like bruises and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they take him home and, you know, sort of try to integrate him back into life. And they're having a, you know, like a welcome home party kind of a thing. And he, um, he starts to have a panic attack and he, he goes to climb underneath his, uh, dining room table. And as he does, he hits this, the thing and some maple syrup knocks over and lands on his cheek, and he just goes, whoa! He starts freaking the fuck out. He backs into a corner, and then he has a flashback, and it's about his experience on this spacecraft. And they put maple syrup on his face? No, they put much worse things on Bastards. his face. Bastards. Uh, alien not, balls. N- not alien cum, but it's something horrible. They just put this weird jelly in his mouth, and, like, the last 10 or 15 minutes in the movie are so fucking intense. You're just mind blown by what's going on, and um, it's it legitimately scares me to this day every time I watch it because they put such care into that last fifteen minutes to make it look as real as possible, and this was before CGI was a, th- a really a you know a thing in movies. Like they mm-hmm. used it very sparingly because it was expensive and there wasn't a whole lot you could do with it compared. As to say, for today. the most part, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah, like Babylon Five, where the ships looked like video games, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that was a really expensive setup they had, and apparently a lot of people like Babylon Five think it's a great show in terms of its writing and its characters. I just remember not wanting to watch it because it looked like a really overly clean version of Star Trek, and Star Trek already has the cleanest fucking vehicles. You know, True. in space. That is one thing I always appreciate about Star Wars, is that the ships look like shit. Well, look at Red Dwarf, too. Red Dwarf, yeah, that's another one. But Red Dwarf clearly took a lot of pages from books of other oh, yeah, you know, movies. Obviously. And because it's parody, it's satire, it's comedy, that's, you know, it's actually to be expected. I don't think I gave you, when I gave you those Red Dwarf DVDs, I don't think I gave you the, uh, any of the stuff that uh, was like the special features. But there's this great interview with Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart, where he says, I was up late night one night and I was watching something and uh, this show came on and I'm watching it and I started to get angry. And I said, these people are, are clearly you know, um, ripping off Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And I was about to call my lawyer, and then something happened to make me laugh. And then another thing happened that made me laugh. And then I was laughing all the time, and then I had found myself binge-watching this show. (laughs) And, you know, now he's like a huge fan of Red Dwarf. Ah, something I have in common with Sir Patrick Stewart. (laughs) Well, I think you're also a very decent human being, which probably fits into that category of of having something in common with Patrick, Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, thanks, man. You too. You're welcome. You're welcome. 
So I know you know what an incel is, mm-hmm. but maybe some of our audience doesn't, so I'll explain briefly. An incel is short for an involuntary celibate, and it, it, it is a group of a community, I would say, of people, men, who believe that um, for whatever reason they're incapable of finding a woman. And they usually blame it on the woman. Of course. Um, and and uh, it's never them. And what I wanted to do tonight was to share some fine examples of these types of people. And these are all things that I called from Reddit over the last couple of weeks. So uh, without any further ado, I'll start. Hello. I saw your post. You're not too ugly at all, but clearly lack self-confidence. The best thing for a girl like you is to be a submissive in a relationship. Any flaws that you may have are offset by going the extra mile to please your partner. That's that's the language of love right there. That is the language of love. I love that when they scratch out their names, a lot of times it looks like a penis. In this case, it looks like a penis because they put highlighted it and then they put like black lines over top of it to to further yeah it's got a dong like quality there's a dong like quality to it and a weirdly long hair or almost like a mohawk on the shaft it concerns me a little bit they've never seen another penis before no that's why it scares them yeah probably i like to read this one Hi, Mom. You look very hot. Can I get breastfed? I'm hungry. Please, Mama, I want to suck on your nipple for a bit. Smiles as I stare at your big tits. <laughs> and he's got a oh, Dragon like Ball Z. I think it's Goku, yeah. He's got a Goku um, uh, avatar, and his name is The Real Goten. G-O-T-N. Look him up. This is the stuff that, uh, this is gonna, yeah, it's definitely the lady's fault when you uh, take your Oedipus complex onto the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this isn't necessarily an incel thing, but the, it, I, I wanted to include some creepy shit. <laughs> that is creepy. Into, into the mix as well. Leggings. This is from the incel wiki. Leggings. Leggings, including yoga pants, are an instrument of torture by which femoids torment incels with the sight of their shapely buttocks, hips, and labia, and or the outline of their panties, which are often clearly visible through the tight sheer material. Mm -hmm. So it certainly couldn't have anything to do with the mobility that it provides for exercise, for the comfort, the breathability, the fashion aspect, the fact that they're incredibly (laughs) popular as a fashion trend. Um, Also, femoids? I've never... It sounds like female hemorrhoids. Yeah. Femoids. F-E-M-O-I-D-S. Or maybe it's a slightly less aggressive brand of mint like Altoids. <laughs> femoids. So incel wiki femoids. We'll find out. Femoids are a pay-to-come horror DDLG role-playing game. Due to 
bloatware and increasing amount of resources required to install and maintain females, full romantic access is reserved for elite masochists. Many men have become bankrupt due to extortionate prices for temporary romantic subscriptions. Females' ability to exploit desperation makes them a common product in the Las Vegas Strip and Romanian cam studios. Wow. The term femoid is a derogatory term used in the insult community to refer to a woman. Femoid comes from the contraction of the word female, an android, or a robot. To emphasize the allegedly icy nature of women, another version of the expression is foid, a contraction of femoid. Another derogatory term used in the incel community to refer to women is toilet. I can't. I know. I, I got. This, I'm done. You don't yeah. need to read any more of that. That's toilet. Toilet. Yeah. Fuck incels. I just want to put that right yeah. out there. I don't. Is normally... there a picture of that butt there? Or... No. It. That's uh, where it cuts off. Damn. So this is a chat log. I'll let you read it. Pretty good. Are you a mutant? You have a beautiful mouth that's fit to be breastfed. Smiley face emoji, heart popping out eyes emoji, fire emoji, heart emoji. You blocked this account. (laughs) (laughs) Dear females, if a guy is nice enough to open a door for you, it should be customary to show a little ass. Sincerely, a somewhat nice guy. I open doors for people constantly because I'm a decent human being. Right. And I got to say that literally... Almost every time, I've never requested to see ass. Right. And that does look like a penis where, again, where they scratch their name out. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's like a Minecraft di- dick. Yeah, yeah. It's very blocky. They <laughs> they used a special... They actually went into Photoshop and chose a like a, a, a sponge brush or something to make, it, make that effect. That's not like done it. in MS Paint. It's well done. It's a Minecraft cock. Oh, this this is going to be a creepy one. I can feel it now. <sighs> Hello. You have a very nice skull. Good shape. So, you're from Hawaii, huh? I've never been there. But if I go one day, maybe we could meet, talk, eat waffles. Where the movie of the bitch with a bad memory was filmed. And, well... Would you let me hit my cock on your skull carefully for two minutes if I pay you 317 U.S. dollars? <laughs> 317 U.S. dollars is a lot. No, that's not in there. Nothing sexual. Just that, and that's it. I don't want you to give me oral. I'm gay. Sorry, but yes, basically, it is that situation for your attention. Thank you. Smiley face. I don't even know what... There's so much to unpack here. Uh, why such a specific number is $317? That, like, that's what he's got. I'm assuming this guy... Well, yeah, he has a cock, so yes, this guy. Um, like, that's what he happens to have saved up in a little, like, like envelope in his mm-hmm. house. And he's like, I have all this money, and I really just want to beat my cock on someone's skull. I wonder if the cock on skull thing is satisfying. Well, he says nothing sexual. Hmm. And he only wants two minutes. Hmm. 
This feels like somebody who's tried smacking their cock on many things for two minutes. Mm-hmm. And this is just another in the line, or he's done it on a skull of something else and wants to see if it's just as non-sexually gratifying on a human. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that there must be something appealing about the rounded shape of a human skull that you don't find much elsewhere in nature. I don't want you to give me oral, I'm gay. I think gay people like oral. And well, I've got to be honest, if I'm getting my dick sucked, whether it's a dude or a chick, you're still getting your dick sucked. Mm, you know? True. That's true. It also makes me think of the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas when uh, they pick up Toby Maguire, the hitchhiker, at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Benicio del Toro's character, Dr. Gonzo, is like adjusting the mirror. And he's, and he's like, and he goes, It's okay. I'm just admiring the shape of your skull. Uh, this might have something to do with that. <laughs> He wanted just to bang his cock on his skull for two minutes carefully and then pay him 317 U.S. dollars. Such a weirdly specific number. I don't even think that would get you airfare in Hawaii. No, I don't and think so. And by the way, where the name scratched out? Penis. Looks like a penis. Yep. 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 Anyone else notice that white girls are kind of gross? This was posted on... Um, uh, uh, 4chan, if that, you know, helps anybody. Anyone ever else ever noticed that white girls are kind of gross and used up even if they're virgins? Don't get me wrong. I think white women have better looking faces, but there's just something about white women that seems like they can never be clean. I just noticed uh, in the last couple of months that when I think of an Asian Asian girl's ass, it makes me think it's freshly packed from a factory, straight out of a plastic bag and never been touched. Absolutely sterile. Even if it was dirty, it could be cleaned easily. When I think of white girls, it feels like they could never be clean. Like even if they took a shower, they they ass would be gross. Like their meat rots easier. Something wrong with their with their skin, like they just create more bacteria. Anyone else notice this? And someone else responded with, "You're delusional and mentally ill." Their meat rots easier. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one sentence that right there takes this ooh, to, to a, a really serial creepy. killer level. Yeah, I want my women to be all packaged in plastic. Plastic bag, never been touched, absolutely sterile yeah. ass. Sterile and, and bloodless. Because I drain the blood from it like that guy Ugh. in Dexter. Like their meat rots easier. Something wrong with their skin like they just create more bacteria. Ooh. That's grim. I wonder if this guy's ever, ever, ever even had a conversation with a girl. I'm guessing That didn't now. end with, ew, leave me alone. I don't know, but even if they took a shower, they ass would be gross. <laughs> I, I want to say that there was a time in my life where I bounded a little bit into nice guy territory. I was never one of those people who would turn on a, a woman and, and say, oh, you're just a bitch then. But... I was always feeling like, well, how come I'm nice and I don't get a girl? You know what I mean? So I can contextually understand 
where some of the roots of this thinking come from, but the depth to which it goes. And second of all, something that I learned at some point in my life, it was that you can't just go around saying you're nice. It's like calling yourself an alpha. I'm not a nice guy. I'm a person that just happens to believe that you should treat people with kindness, compassion, respect, and and patience. You know? And that's everybody. Whether I want to fuck them or not. You know? It's so... But this, this is serial killer level shit. Yes, it is. Let's go to the next one. It's creeping me the fuck out. Men cheating isn't as bad as women cheating. A man cheating is like a dog giving into an appetite and eating something it's not supposed to. A man could still love his wife but cheat on her. If a woman cheats, it means she despises you and there was never any real relationship to begin with. She was probably just with the guy for the money. Also, women don't care as much about cheating as men do. In fact, women despise men who don't have options or wouldn't leave her. Wow. That, wow. Tags, relationships, feminism, infidelity, men and women, i.e. Wow. That's, it's like a dog giving into an appetite and eating something it's not supposed to. Well, I guess cheating on your wife could kill you like chocolate could kill a dog, right? I suppose. Oh boy, you want me to read this one for you? Yeah, it says it says based. I know, I can see that. It's the same thing twice. Yeah. In the United States, we live in a thing called a guilt-based culture, a hyper-individualistic and guilt-based culture. It's no secret that social systems exist to keep people in line. The guilt-based system works well with the individualistic culture of the U.S. because you can be encouraged to feel guilty, and that's your business. Women do this to men on here constantly, enforcing the guilt you should feel from being attracted to them. Um, it's wrong to ask women out. They are attempting to make you feel guilt and get satisfaction from it. Women hold the most power in this culture, and you have nothing you can do to them. They can treat you how they want to, such as telling me I am worthless and don't matter. You can say, well, fine, never speak to me again. And they will giggle and laugh. Ha! Good! We got alphas on our side. The second big thing I've noticed is the whole it's your personality bullshit that's regurgitated on here. It's actually really inconsiderate, cruel, and dishonest to tell someone who is ugly that they are being treated like trash by women because their personality. It's part of this guilt-based thing. They want you to look at yourself, wonder what exactly is wrong, and to sit in guilty silence. Wow. Individualistic culture. What kills me is that this person takes what inarguably is the basis of how you relate to another human being, their personality, Mm -hmm. and says, how dare you judge me for that? (laughs) The thing you have the most control over. You know what? You might be ugly, in some people's eyes, but I have personally experienced both receiving and in and, and in uh, perceiving per- perceiving um, 
that when someone is a really decent person, they become more attractive immediately. Even if there's someone that you wouldn't consider otherwise, suddenly you think, huh, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I'd agree with that. Yeah, because I think I, I think that, that, you know, um, kindness is beautiful. Remember that certain front-end manager that worked at that place that we worked at when oh, we were kids? Oh, my, yes. Yeah. And she was a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Very much Made so. her super attractive. Mm-hmm. And she, I would have probably put her at, like, a five normally, but her personality was made her, like, a seven, seven and a half. She was so bubbly and bright and funny. She used to try to get me to cut my hair. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was like, I'm not cutting my hair. And she's like, you're cutting your hair. I'm like, I'm not cutting my hair. And then at break time, I went and bought a comb. <laughs> and I said, look, I found an alternative. She laughed her ass off at that. <laughs> All right, next one. This one's great. I'm a middle-aged... This is an ad that was posted on the... Yeah, Craigslist. I'm a middle-aged man, 50s, who has realized last year bad things happen to very nice and good people due to life. Nice and good are both capitalized. I'm offering a one-bedroom rental in a very nice area of Newburgh, close to the town line and one mile from routes 87 and 84. You are 40 years alive and up. The house is an older by-level, so 20-plus stairs climb to climb to get into the house. Good health is a must. I have one bedroom for rent for a special type of woman from age 40 and up. You are open to possibilities of friend with benefits, FWB, and more, much more. You are accommodating, passive, yielding, submissive, dutiful. You are all of these things naturally, and your friends and family find you very caring and loving, and deep down, you're more. You and I both know your deep desires, and you want to know more. You will have full access to the whole house, 1,100 square feet. You will keep the house clean and organized weekly. You might even give some input on picking out new paint colors and decorating ideas. For the rent of $900 a month, that is $225 per week and $30 a day. <laughs> wow. Everything is included in that except in that price except food. If you understand my post, please reply and let's talk. Last, no smokers or vape, no drugs, no pets. But I'm open-minded. Let's exchange a few emails. And pets is P-E-T apostrophe S, so no pet is. Yeah, no, no pet... No pets. No pets what? No pets toys? No pets food? <laughs> no pets pictures? I, you know, I'll draw the line that. you got to be able to let me look at some cat photos if I can't, you know, at least have... Everything about this is just uh, gross. Yeah, it's super gross. And, and presumptuous. I, 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 what is it? Now, is it a religious thing? Where guys want their women to be submissive, like this isn't fucking madmen anymore. Well, I would say the the dutiful thing to me is what uh, tips it off as being a religious um, a religious thing because dutiful isn't a word that people generally bring up unless they're talking about yeah religion. I imagine someone with their hands clasped and their head bowed when I think of dutiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this makes me sad. Let's move on. Hey, hope I'm not rude. I have a long, thick cock. And you have a tight hole in need of fucking. Why don't we help each other out and have some fun? 
sad face heart. I mean, like we can sex together because I don't have anyone. And then the two fingertip things finger pointing at each other. pointing at each other there yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't. And an anime avatar, of course. Yeah, of an eye. Why is it always an eye? Because, I don't know. Who knows? It's intense. How do they know that this other person has a tight hole in need of fucking? Right. Maybe they have a somewhat loose hole that's in need of fucking. Or, and they're missing out. Or a hole that doesn't need fucking at all. Truth. Because it's already being fucked by someone else. Yeah. I see you have a sloppy used hole that does not need fucked. I guess it doesn't quite, you know... It's not all as romantic. Yeah. yeah, it's not as romantic. It's when you have a long, thick cock and you're yeah. offering to fuck a tight hole. This one's really good. Uh, this was a message sent to someone. Would you blackmail me for one year with bad pics of me and I have to pay you $100 each month or you expose me? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I would actually take them up on that. I would accept the chat at the very least and be yeah. like... I need to know more. Yeah, yeah, you you need to you need to give me a little bit more information about this. Let's be let's be quite frank. So uh, basically, anybody out there listening, if you'd like for me to blackmail you for a hundred dollars a month, uh, I'm open. Just you know, throw some details my way. Uh, that would be at storytime with Tom and Mike at gmail That is correct. And uh, you know. Uh, it's been a while since I pimped the site, so TomAndMike.com has links to um, the podcast and a way to, to contact us as well. Now, I haven't updated it in a little while. There's some good blog posts on there by Bob Kachansky, um, and oh, there's a good guy. one. There's an, another good one that, that Mike uh, wrote about uh, Reagan being wrapped in cling film. So I highly recommend that. Um, I would also say that if you have a chance, you should go onto YouTube and look for gaming with Tom and Mike. Right now, there's a couple uh, Grand Theft Auto videos that I made. It's just me playing. But we're going to be, as I get new equipment here, uh, we're going to be recording <laughs> video games. Is this still recording? Yeah. Um, we're going to be recording video games again, um, something that we did a few years ago. Video. And it uh, should be a lot of fun. If you like the podcast, you'll definitely love this. And, uh, yeah, so I think it's time to call it, my man. You think? Uh, I think that that's, that's a great story, but we are out of time, so that'll have to be a story for another time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like the uncomfortable erection that you got while we were reading some of that stuff earlier. You know who I'm talking to. You filthy whore. Have a question for us? You want us to talk about something on the show? Would you, dear listener, like to ask us a question? Send us an email at storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about the show... And get extras like links to the videos, sites, and other media... Visit dembeans.biz. 
That's a dot biz because we mean business. Hell yeah.